uh, host of the Scotty Brilliant Show, and now I've been asked uh, by Biff Passenger to make a uh, cameo, which I'm honored to make on the podcast. I digress. Jets game yesterday. You know, as a Jets fan, uh, I go into every game not expecting anything. And uh, I can't blame it all on the Jets. They probably would have lost anyway. But that call, that's going to be a call for the ages where they uh, ruled a fumble out of the end zone, which resulted in a touchback. Um, First of all, I I played football. Uh, I understand the game, but I don't understand uh, that rule that much. Um, And as a Jets fan, I wish we would have just blew the whole season because we would have gotten uh, a nice uh, first-round draft pick. But uh, the Jets, they disappointed me again. And like I said, I didn't go in with high expectations, but I actually thought we were going to win. I thought we had a chance, and I think we still do. And um, I just wish that uh, that call um, wasn't made the way it was made. And, oh, oh, hell, what the hell am I talking about? We still would have lost anyway. Screw it. Bathroom pranks. I'm gonna need you to go ahead and pick up the cheese. The cheese. The Maybe we can find a clip. We should go to the, the bottom of the ocean more. There's things under there that we haven't even touched. Then there's nothing historical about you that I think is important other than you're just the bad guy. If you lose your zest for the spoken word. LA is gonna fry tonight, Johnny. LA is gonna fry tonight. Why? Because it's two for one night at Kentucky Fried Chicken. I'm heading down there with my coupons. Ooh! I'm nine to one right now. Wow. Plenty of, plenty of time left. Right. If you believe that a miracle is going to happen. Isn't it funny? Plenty of time left, but there is no time in baseball. There's, They're in the top of the seventh. It's very ironic. To be baseball specific. And the diehards, like I hung out with a buddy today, Zach, who's from Chicago. Diehard fan. Eric bought his flight back to Chicago next week for the series in case they won. That kind of fan. Wow. Two thousand dollars reserved for tickets. That kind of fan. Crazy. Crazy. And uh, I know he's going nuts right now. And and before the game, he said just what you did, and I quoted you. There's one team that can do it. It's the Cubs. They were, you know, one and three last year, and that's what they did. Right. But the tables and bats appear to be not in their favor right now. We'll keep you updated. And you, and, and you know what else uh, appears to be not in the Cubs' favor, but in the Dodgers' favor? These magic moments. You know, these, these like the Matt Stairs pinch hit home run, the, the Victorino grand slam. There's these moments in the playoffs that happen to the team that wins. And, you know, the walk-off home run, literally right. to the day, 29 years uh, since Kirk Gibson did it. Um, Stairways and, to heaven. And, it's magic. And, and here we go. It's what you see. It's what it's what true sports moments are made of. The most exciting crust of upper deck society. How are we doing? Uh, uh, those, uh, and, 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 special to see that. And another one of those moments happened tonight in the game, but we'll get to that later with judge. With the facts, 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 facts. I'm trying to get better with my facts, actually. No, I love the facts. I love them. If you don't know, make them up. Make right, them up. Right. I, I, I employ the fact checkers. But I, the, I, hate, uh, I hate not having information when I probably should have on a specific topic. Like when you, it's like your first question. I go, I don't know, and then I have to go back and check the facts. 
But that's how it always works then. You prep for like a million hours on one yep. thing. You're like, I know everything there is to know about this particular war for this test. And they come in they're like, who was the vice president? You're like, I didn't. Uh, that's the, the, the uh, that's happened the, to me once. The glory of live radio, but the opposite of glory uh, in test taking. Fifth grade, St. Jude School, we were playing Jeopardy. Like there was Jeopardy on the board. It was the only time I think we ever played it. And it was like they really? had Jeopardy on the board. And it was uh, Damn it, I like, think a, I like a version of Jeopardy. No, I think you were there, but it was like a one-time thing where if you got a question right, you threw like a, a, a ball into a trash can or something. And if you got like 10 points away, 10 feet away was 10 points. I've never seen it before uh, or since. Can't but, you just give us points for getting the question right? Why does there have to be a physical challenge? There was like, yeah, there was like a physical challenge. And the way the board was set up was, I think it was Bahama put these things on the board. And it was like 400 for religion, 200 for social studies, 300 for math or whatever. And I, I noticed as they're playing, people got the questions wrong. And then the, somebody else would do the same question and the, or the same answer. And Bomber would ask the same question. So I was like, oh, so the board is set up where the same questions are in there no matter what. You know what I mean? So if you did like 300 for religion, it was like, you know, who is oh, Noah? Yeah. And then you got it wrong. Somebody else later down the line picked what is religion for 300. And it was who is Noah? So I was like, oh, she's got the same question. So I got this. So I go up there. Oh. And the question was something, something, something. And I knew the answer. And I get up there. And I swear to you, I, watch, I pick the answer. And I watch Bomber look at the card change the card to another answer. And I was like, ugh. And so she's like, what is another name for Jesus? And that wasn't the question. So immediately, like, I knew. I was like, the Messiah. Yahweh. And she's like, oh, well, that's actually the Savior. And I'm like, but it's also Messiah. She's yeah. like, take a point, Mr. Clark. But I was like, you just tried to, like, do it. Oh, my gosh. And she wonders why we spent the majority of that year Basically, making fun of making fun of everyone in it. Yes, and, and fun of everybody in it. I just had to crowbar that in because we're talking about you know when you have all the answers and you're on the spot. But I still came out of that okay. But I, I clearly remember I, she she changed the answer, and I feel like she knew that I knew that it was like a rigged game. Yes. But that but then then she also knew that I knew that she switched the cards, and that's probably why she's like, yeah, yeah, take a point. She probably felt bad that she's trying to cheat like a little 11-year-old kid. Right. I was just going to say, what a cheater. Saint, a saintly 11-year-old kid. <sighs> Harvey Weinstein. They asked still in the news. Still? still in the news. Might be a police investigation now. The LAPD, or there is a police investigation into one of the rapes. They are actually looking to make press charges, which is, was only a matter of time. Well, I don't know what yeah. the statute of limitations are. For some of these things, but all right, because um, you know how some states there's no statute of limitations for right. for all states there's no statute of limitations for murder, but like rape there's like some gray areas which is very fucked up. Why? You know, I don't care if you raped somebody 50 years ago, you you deserve to go to jail today. Right, right, yeah. Like Cosby, no, well it was past the statute of limitations, it was in the state. No, but he still raped the girl, you know. God, dude, it's like this jackass who is speaking at University of Florida or, or has already uh, spoken today. Um, yeah, right. Rich, Dick Spencer, Richard Spencer, this white supremacist. It's like, why d d are you even allowing him there? Oh, right. America and everybody. No, 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 no. They don't count. Peaceful, right. they don't count. peaceful religions. 
or whatever the hell these guys are. Yeah, they're peaceful not, assembly. They're about hate. They're not about, like, love your neighbor. <laughs> they don't count. Things. Bill Maher talks about that, too, because he's been invited and disinvited to, like, Berkeley, mm. which, which used to be the college of free thinking. You know, it's synonymous with hippie San Francisco. You go to Berkeley, you have free ideas. But they're like Nazis now. They're like, yeah, they invite like the Breitbart guys and, you know, like, well, we're promoting free speech, showing up biased. Yeah, but you're also inviting a racist to speak to kids, like maybe in poor taste. How about like, you know, they were like the amping. president of South Africa or something. They're amping up. Exactly. Like maybe someone who has a good message. Right. Maybe just someone like what I want to speak to the, the heads at Florida Wait a second. University officials did not invite Spencer to speak and at first denied his request to address the school, citing the First Amendment. However, the university ultimately relented, allowing Spencer to rent the facility on campus for everybody has got a price. <laughs> How much do you think yep. they paid or that this jerk off paid Florida to go there and, and blab? Six hundred thousand. Ten thousand. Ten ten thousand. Ten thousand. I would think six hundred is low. Ten thousand? You don't need that money, University of Florida. I was gonna say it's pretty tough to get in there. They uh that's, they don't need the dough. That's probably some guy. That's just like you give me ten grand in cash. That, that and I'll get you in there. I'll I'll sign the, the release form. I'll sign the permit. Some yeah. guy probably just walked away with ten grand. You slip the janitor a twenty dollar bill and you and you walk in the back door. You slip Ralph a 20, and he still looks dirty, but I'll let you in the classroom. It's absolutely fine. He goes, what's this? That's a 20, Ralph. I've never seen it. Before the show, we were talking about um, John did a great, great flyer about. Today is the 199th episode. 199. And then you did one for the 200, and we had a grammar moment there. Oh, yeah. I was kidding around, but I was just kidding around because there's one thing that really – grinds my gears. It's when I spend time at work doing some kind of fly or something, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, well, there's this period needs to be here, and you need to redo the whole thing. It's like, nope, I exported this. This is like eight steps to get here. You should have picked that up at step one, not redoing this because you're pet peeve. It's not going to the masses. It'll be forgotten in a day. We can let this slide. Ease up on the grammar, and I'm a grammar Nazi. Ease up on it, folks. Uh, but see, you're, you're, you do a lot of that, don't you? A lot of, uh, uh, you know, of things that a lot of people see written. Oh, my gosh. What an unbelievable play that just happened on the Thursday night football game. Unbelievable. Dick it, out. Dick a, it to us. A bomb by Alex uh, Smith to Wilson. It was about to be intercepted, but the corner just barely tipped it with his hands. It went flying into the uh-huh. air. Wilson kept running downfield, caught it, ran into the end zone. Oh, wow. What a on, play. I totally thought it was picked off, and now the Chiefs are back in the lead. Son of a bitch. That's Wentz-esque. Sorry about that. Wentz-esque. It's Wednesday. No, it's Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> it's Thursday. I'm a day off this week. I thought today was Friday. You got your gift, and it said it was yes. arriving Friday. So you're like, I got it today, and I was like, it's Friday? I know, man. I was like, wow, that came quick. And then it was the mug. That was a surprise. I love it. I'm glad it came today, and the night the Dodgers are going to win the pennant. I know. It's the lucky mug unless the Cubs come, you know, roaring back and overcome a 9-1 to lead. Which would, which, would, which would be amazing. Still the current score right now. 9-1, to it's top of the seventh? 
Several hundred protesters marched outside a campus performing arts center where Spencer spoke on Thursday, and the audience inside chanted, Go home, Spencer, at times drowning out his message. Well, I'm not going home, Spencer shouted back at the crowd. Wow. I, I, I think they need to do more sports chants with that guy. Na 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 Nazi racist. I don't know who he is. I've never heard of him. It sounds like a name you make up. Hey, who called you earlier? Uh, it was Dick Spencer. I, I mean, I'm Dick Spencer. I just right exactly like. Dick Spencer to the uh, character. They had to like Google him and they were like, oh God, he's a Nazi. No, we don't want you. And he's like, well, how about I pay a five grand to rent your space? And they're like, nah, you're a Nazi. Fuck off. And then he calls again. Y'all, I'll give you 10 grand. I'll be in and out in an hour and a half. Um, about 15 white men, all dressed in white shirts and khaki pants, raised their hands when he asked who identified the alt-right. This guy created the alt-right. Oh, hate that word. Allude. And the white pants, or the white shirt and the khaki pants. Have fun at your photograph session at Sears. The Gap. Just 1995. A loose grouping characterized by a rejection of mainstream politics that includes neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and anti-Semites. This oh, for the love of Scots. This dude standing there with like a khaki shirt. Or khaki pants, white shirt, and swastikas all over his shirt, surrounded by black guys and Muslim. Classy, very classy. Looks like he has blood dripping down his lip. I'll never understand. I'll never understand the Nazi thing in in, in in pop culture. I understand. I certainly denounce it and don't agree with it. But I understand the KKK thing because that started in America, and there's uneducated people in the South that uh, think. But the Nazis are literally another country that we destroyed, that we were at war with. You can't be both. You can't be a KKK. You're a piece of shit either way. You're, you're both an enemy of the state. But the Nazi thing, to embrace an enemy, why don't you just put the Japanese flag and be a kamikaze or you yeah. know, Vietnamese and call yourself Charlie and shoot? I mean, it, it's just, it's horrible. When people say, you know, who for sure is going to hell or went to hell or is in hell, the first name everyone says is Hitler. Oh, cool. Immediately is a special place. But you know what? I was thinking about the the all-time question, the $20 zillion question, the question that's tough to answer. If you had, question. If you had the half pence, if you had a chance to have lunch with anyone living or dead throughout history, who would it be? Jesus Christ. Superstar. See, I would go the exact opposite, and I would go with oh, Adolf no. Adolf Hitler. Ew. I would want to. I dude, the madman, the mind of a madman fascinates me way more. I get Jesus's message. It's simple. I want to understand how the hell, like, what made you believe that killing people, in just killing a people, like you thought they weren't people. How did, did you, you have lunch with how anybody? How did you come up with that? Did you wake up one day, or was it like, like I really want to talk to him, almost like Jerry Seinfeld would, and really try to get like an answer out of him? I would pick any any question, anything. Any, any person? Oh, any person, yeah. I guess I would just pick like my mom, and she'll be like, "Why'd you pick me?" I'd be like, "I don't know, because I want a free sandwich." How are <laughs> you doing in here, Montgomery? <laughs> yeah, no, I'd pick, uh, I'd pick Jesus or I'd pick history-wise. Like if I had to pick a historical figure in the sense of like a, a political leader, 
Well, you don't I would have probably to. pick. I would probably pick. You don't have to, but they kind of run to can. that. Um, I'd probably pick like JFK, somebody really interesting like that, right. somebody that See, died infamously, uh, and you could like learn more. I'm more interested in the villains. I I want to know how what they what they're like at lunch, and like they're forced to like sit and have lunch with me. Like they can't. Just try to you know blow anything up or do anything crazy. They have to have a or civilized, with like, oh, civilized I lunch. Plan. Sorry, Fräulein. I got splats. Yes. Yeah, like the whole time he's trying to do like sneaky things. The wait, texting. The waiter like almost puts the bread down on like a little mine that he puts on the table. Oh, you caught me! Ha 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 ha! You <laughs> caught me! Oh. I was just talking to Himmler. Right. Not a nine, Himmler. What the is it? But Sorry, I don't know. A... That just popped in my head because everyone would. I, like I would that question. Normally, I would say like Tom Hanks, just because I just think he's the best, and I think he's it, the best. It would be time. enjoyable to just talk to him about his movies for hours. But if oh, you yeah. go on the other it's side lovely. and you pick like a madman, I feel like I would be able to interview and and get information out of this madman better than you know your typical Dateline NBC fuck shenanigans sugar coated. You know, puff piece. To and Lockins. Tweet us. Snap us. At the underscore podcast. At nerd.35. Tonight's show is sponsored by Livewood Media. Um, I put together something tonight. It's a it's a quiz. No, it's no quiz. Um, Halloween is approaching rapidly and, and vapidly and handsomely. Vapidly. And uh, one of our favorite films... Halloween films, I think are one of our favorites, at least one of the scariest we both agreed and we touched on is, is The Shining, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Um, That's a movie a, that I really want to watch again, but after that first watch, it is you experience the, the, the madness. And I don't know if I've said that before, but you really, it is exhausting to watch that movie. It's extremely exhausting. You slowly go mad like he does. And that's one of the reasons I want to, want to mention that is because it has such an impact and one of the reasons that it's so exhausting and uneasy is because Kubrick in the film, there was so much detail behind the scenes. For example, the architecture of the building did yes. not match the outside. So you'd see windows where there wasn't one outside. And subconsciously, it gave you an easy feeling because you're like, that shouldn't be there. But you don't consciously know it. It's kind of weird to explain. He was definitely up. on psychedelics to come up with that. He was on mushrooms to come up with that. Oh, yeah. Way outside the box thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned on a previous show... We're talking about the ending of The Shining and what that means, and you came up with a theory that, that blew my pants. And I tried to think of it today, and I couldn't think of it. Oh fuck! Do you remember what it was? Was it like he became reincarnated or something? No. I... It was. It was wild. Reincarnated. Maybe it was Brett that said it, but it was on the show. Shit. I don't know. Fire. Draw fire radio, everybody. Nothing but fire the best of you. I have a topic tonight, but I don't know what I said on another show. Right, this is, this is, be, yeah, this is me normally me it. without my investigating and uh, you know lack of facts. Oh, and he just took his head off with that tackle. That would definitely be a penalty. Violent. Violence. So here's some things you've never noticed in the film The Shining. Okay? There's like, you could teach classrooms on, on this topic because there's so much detail in this movie I think I'm gonna and double it. meanings. Yeah, I'm going to watch oh. it and maybe shave my belly. Yeah, maybe let's, let, let's chat about it and, and my theory <laughs> may, may pop into my head. It may pop into your lines. 
By the way, John and I substitute the word dick a lot, and I find I've been subconsciously doing it a lot, and I need to call it because it's going to pop out at the wrong moment. Like, Jen will be like, hey, is there bread in there? I'll be like, oh, yeah, I dicked some in there. You know, it's only a matter of time before a cop is just like, sir, were you speeding? I'm like, dickhead. And I'm like, no, 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 that's like, I use the word. It's, it's, not, it's not offensive. I, I wasn't speeding, but I certainly was dicking. How about you, I officer? Was, I certainly was dicking. Yeah. I, I, for some reason, Rye and I, when we were really young, just started using the word dick or penis to replace any word at any time. And you would understand. And it's so fun. What the topic yeah. was. And yeah, the, the, they, they're two words that just don't get old. Does the cereal hard or no? You got to let it dick a little bit with the milk. No, so you put your dick in there. No, no, it's just it's milk. That's weird. Why would you suggest that? Uh, Nicholson's Hitler mustache is in the film. At the end of the film, the cross dissolved. When the camera pans in, zooms into the uh, old photograph of Hitler, the shadow of the cameraman descending on the picture forms a Hitler mustache slightly on Nicholson's face. And the reason for that is it's a metaphor for the Holocaust. Um, and it appears as a mustache causing him to look like Adolf Hitler because he's obsessed. Um, he was obsessed with the Holocaust. And uh, who? Kubrick. Not glorifying uh, rates, but like historically. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, so he, he kind of put that in the there. Holocaust than any event in human history. Right. Absolutely. Stephen King, hate by the way, hated this version of the film. He did not like it. He didn't think it was faithful to the book. Right. So Kubrick drove um, – Stephen King at the time drove a red beetle. Um, in the, I'm sorry. In the book, there's the, they drive a red Volkswagen beetle in the book. So in the movie, he drove a yellow one. Uh, it's a kind of a like, eh, we're not doing it your way. But then in the middle of the movie, at, when the guy's at the junkyard, there's a red Volkswagen beetle getting crushed in the back which is his way of saying, we're crushing your idea of the story, and it's mine now. Because as they were filming, King had a lot of notes of, like, this is not how you do it, and they were fighting. So he threw that scene in there, like, this is, this is your idea of the Red Beetle? Because King was like, oh, we need to use the Red Beetle. That's what was in the book. And Kubrick's what? like, so that was kind of like a thing. And, and, and the entire, if you read the book, the color red is always replaced uh, with yellow in a lot of scenes to oh, kind of F you. You can definitely that. tell there is use of color in that movie for specific reasons. Um, they do that in Lost a lot, and, and they say it's because of The Shining. Um, Stanley, yes. Stanley Kubrick is a weird guy. Super weird he guy. He is and a real way out there. Yeah, right, like an asshole almost. Like, a crazy... like 180 takes for one scene. Um, there's, a, there's a documentary called Room... Oh, room something about the making of the film. And um, Nicholson was saying after each shoot, he would just go up to his room. They were staying at the hotel they, they were filming at, at, you know, that wasn't on a soundstage and would just walk in the room. And Angelica Houston, he was dating at the time. She was in there. Mm-hmm. And he would just go to the bed and just lie face down with his clothes on and not wake up until the morning because of how exhausting oh. that shoot was. Nicholson would do this? Nicholson would do that. He would oh. the not brush the teeth, not use the bathroom, just go up to the bed and crash down and not wake up till the next day. Full clothes. And was this? Stress. Is, 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 this um, is this movie before or after Cuckoo's Nest? After. Hmm, it's funny. He plays About, like two crazy it, people in a row. 
Right. He was a muse, and like DiCaprio to school, says he. And the Joker. And the Joker. Uh, speaking of uneasy things that make people uneasy subconsciously, the scene Hitler. where Jack Nicholson... What's that? I can't find this Hitler mustache. Is, is, it, it is it a picture of young Nicholson? Yeah. Uh, okay, never mind. I said it. Nah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. The, uh, the, the, the magazine that Nicholson reads in the lobby of the Overlook Hotel... Before the interview is a Playgirl uh, that's that's on the table for people waiting. Kind of a weird piece of reading material. Bag. Or hotel. They just have a Playgirl laying around, like a National Geographic. It's like the Seinfeld where Tim Watley has, has like, what? penthouse in the waiting room. Yeah. <laughs> when they're having sex with everybody when they're knocked out mm-hmm. with, the, with the nurses. I think I was talked. Think- did, you, did you talk or did you untalk? I think I was talked. Sometimes I talk, sometimes I don't talk. I don't know, so but I good. was spitting and rinsing like there was no tomorrow. <laughs> no... <laughs> Speaking of the, the uh, architecture being off, uh, I- items in the room, like a chair and things like that, will just oh, yeah. disappear throughout the movie. You know, you'll be watching one scene, they'll cut back to the other person. When they cut back, the chair's gone in the back or a picture's moved. And it's it's subtle, so it's not very obvious, but it it's one of those subliminal things that kind of screw with you. Wow. With Wow, and I'm telling you, man, I don't, I didn't notice because I've only watched it once. I didn't notice any of these things, but I did. Neither did I. You know what I mean? Like I did, I did subconsciously feel the effects of them. Like I remember going, "Oh God, are they like in a different room in the middle of this uh, this scene here? Like did they just change rooms?" But no, like yeah, maybe right. a couch was missing from the background from the shot before the shot they're they're at now. Purposely missed. That's why you're so exhausted, because you're just, like, confused the whole time. Yeah, it's like a bad trip. It's like ghosts are moving it kind of thing. Strange black man in the kitchen. Strange brew. Strange brew. Do what you want. Room 237 is a documentary. Mm, About that movie? You know, if you were so inspired by a book to make a movie out of it, and you had the guy that wrote the book there, wouldn't you just do what he's telling you to do? I would, especially after watching Game of Thrones, try to write this story without the book as a guide. Because right. it, you can tell it's not as good. Yeah, that's, I mean, I guess the, the movie is very faithful to the book in a lot of ways. It's not like a completely, I mean, it's, it is the book. I think it was the way he was doing it that King had issues with. But a rule of thumb is whenever the writer, uh, an author, sells a screenplay or whatever, I mean, it's done. It's out of his hands. He needs to, like, fuck off. True. You know, he doesn't need to the, show up unless the, he's, like, hired the, to be on the set. He doesn't right. need to show up and be like, well, this is my work. It's like, hey, you sold it. It's not yours anymore. Right. You wrote it. You get the credit, but th- you're not the director. So he, he really shouldn't have been there, like, telling him what to do. Well, then why was he there? Kubrick I guess, probably let him and then was like, no, you're a fool. No, no more. Get out of my no face. More. Not more. Did, uh, did he do Doors? The Doors was uh, Oliver Stone. Oliver Stone. Sorry. Oliver Stone. Uh, the Shining is in the Guinness Book of World Records for the most retakes of a single scene with 127 takes for one of the scenes with Shelley Duvall. 127 oh. takes. You tell me you can't get it? What scene? I need to know what scene and what was wrong. What was wrong with it? Because I can, you know, being in radio and, and doing this, 
I have once or twice gotten stuck on one little clip that I'm trying to make, and I just can't get it. And, right, and it's going to eat at you. Oh, it's sometimes like two and a half, three hours on the on one, and eventually at the end it doesn't even turn out to be a good, you know, the best one. It's such a waste of time. Yeah, so I can kind but of. You had to get it out of your system. Can, so I can kind of imagine it, but I, right. I, I, I wish I knew what scene it was. I'll see if I can find out. You can uh, relate. I'll dig. I'll test. I'll, I'll test. Uh, despite his famous distaste for the film, Stephen King, believe it or not, actually has a cameo in the movie. In the ballroom party scene, he is the conductor. If you watch the film very quickly, Stephen King is the conductor in the ballroom scene for the orchestra. The conductor. Perfect. I love cameos. He's conducting it. I love the guy in the bathroom, the the, uh, guy washing the hands. He's like, you've always been the caretaker, sir. I had to correct them. The way he says, correct them. I want to start talking like that. I, I, the cereal directly in the pantry. I, I, I only know that quote because you've said it before on the podcast. I don't remember it from the movie. Had to correct them. Correct them. Just the rolling R's. I'll read a few more and we can take a quick break if you want. No, keep them coming. Keep them digging. Enjoying this juice. Believe it or not, the first choice to play Jack Torrance was not Jack Nicholson. It was the one and only Harrison Ford. What? Declined, and then Nicholson came in there, which I think would have been much better with Nicholson anyway because of that smile, that creepy smile. Right, yeah, he's the Joker, and he just played a crazy person. What um, uh, what year was this uh, film uh, released? It was 1980. 1980. 1980, okay, so he was doing Empire Strikes Back. Um, I found something here. He was busy. Oh, yeah, what did you find? Perhaps mimicking the obsessive nature of his protagonist, Kubrick shot every scene in The Shining multiple times. The famous sequence in which Shelley Duvall waves Jack Nicholson off with a bat while he advances on her, they filmed 127 times. Oh, my gosh. That scene? Oh. Well, the bat? She's like up the and he's like, ah, ah. he's like clutching the bat and like getting all crazy. Come on. Give me the bat. Give me the bat. Oh, my gosh. That scene? Coach. 127 times? That is exhausting. You want to go to bed after that. Kubrick shot 60 takes of a wordless scene in which the camera simply pushes in on Scatman Crotchers in his room. Crothers in his room eventually prompting the 70-year-old actor to break down in tears because he was just sitting there. Just sitting there. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. Wait a second. Slice it. One last thing here. I'm having a thought. I'm having a thought. Uh, It's gone. It's it's coming. It's it's coming. Jefferson. It's gone. Most fascinating is the pantry scene in which Crothers' character discusses his ability to shine with young Danny. It's a fairly straightforward scene of dialogue, yet Kubrick required 148 takes to get it right. Oh, for the love. Unsurprisingly, the boy who played Danny never acted in films again. I don't know if I would either. 148 takes. Wild. Psychopath. That's really, that is like, that's sociopath. Oh my god. Terrible. Give me one more here. It's diarrhea. Explosive. Slice. Explosive diarrhea. 
the uh, all all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. The typewriter scene. Uh-huh. There's a rumor that Kubrick typed all 500 pages of all work no play, um, but he never confirmed it before he died, uh, and he never gave it to the prop department with this task. So no, no nobody in the prop department knew that this was even in the scene. He just kind of showed up with it one day. And people interviewed on the film said it was it it would have been very characteristic like of him to like, type all this up like on a on a moment, which makes sense to me. If you're gonna do 148 takes, you don't mind typing 500 pages. You're apparently love repetition. Yes, so showed up with that one day. So he, scratching some issues. He's gonna par- call mom next week. He's a. <laughs> we can forget about love for a while. We got a whole new bag of issues with this. Uh, yeah, OCD. It's like you know. Show me the blueprints. Show me the blueprints. Show me the blue. Show me the blue. Show me the blueprints. I'm gonna get this rat. I'm gonna get this rat. Show me the blueprints. Show me the blueprints. You know. Blueprints. I'll work no play. I'll work no play. I'll work no play. That's probably what it was. You probably just probably just scratched it. You regular psychiatrist. You probably had OCD. I can spot a nut a mile away. Boy, Crockett had a knife. This is a knife. How so knife? How about that line from? I mean, not to just completely leap to another topic. Oh, no, we're, we, we wrapped up the Kubrick. From Eminem's tirade, uh, Trump rap, where he says, you got no nuts like an empty asylum. Yeah, I love it. It's great. The double that meeting. is so... And obviously it rhymed with what was around it, but I don't remember. Something like, you know, you go by them, um, you got no nuts, like an empty asylum. It was just so good. And it's a freestyle, too. You know? Writing that would be fun. I feel writing like that writing that. I feel like that was written. He just yeah, I feel, like some of the, I feel like there were jumping off points that were written, and that he kind of embellished on those. Yeah, right. You, know you could mean? tell. He kind of like would stick like Dive two in. lines and then he would keep going. And That's what I thought. I felt like it, he had jumping off points that he would do that and then he'd embellish and then he would jump, like rein himself back in with a nice, nice tight line because it was very sporadic. Yeah. Still great, but it, it definitely was like there was some some baits. It was mass baits. It's unbelievable, man, how good he continues to be. As Incredible. A, as a lyricist, like it's like he's the the Einstein of rap. Oh yeah, you know yeah, that's like what he is. He's like studied it and like perfected it, basically. He's got it down to a science. I mean, there's no nobody better. Ever. Hmm. He's clever. With his endeavor. Whatever. Lever. We're gonna Whatever. take a break. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> never, never. Ha- Halloween Easter eggs. Yeah, I want to jump into that after the break. No, okay. Halloween Easter eggs. Oh, I want to jump into things you do before. Speaking of OCD. Right. Yeah, I'm interested in that ginger. Yeah, there's a lot of paprika pouring out of that hole. I like how you have. Clark poses questions, John and Matt answer, as if there's like three of us. But yeah, it's going to be OCD because it's like split personality. Like right. Clark does this, but Matt's a fun guy. Clark's kind of a dick, but Matt just wants to dress up nice and take you to church right. and go for a steak dinner later on. Right, right. Clark has to do serious work stuff. Matt's great. Throw the softball around with you. Underhand. All right, well then uh, we'll get to that in Sports with John when we return after these. <laughs> Your boy uh, Benford was pushing slack on us before, and I, I hated it. It's, I never it's such it. a dumb. Yeah, we 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 tried that. It was so dumb. It slacks. It's slacky. It's, it's a slacker. 
Check this out, podcast listeners. LiveWeb Media at LiveWebMedia.com are offering a one-time discount of $250 off on their services. LiveWeb Media has been designing custom websites for over 19 years. Tremendous portfolio. Request some pricing today at LiveWebMedia.com, or you can call them directly at 1-855-LIVE-WEB. We've used them, John's used them, and a lot of our friends have used them, and their businesses have never been better. Check out LiveWebMedia.com today. Custom web and market. And it looks like it's the last chance for the Cubs. John just said that. I love that. Yeah. Cubs down. Cubs now are world champions for three more outs at least. There's no time in baseball. Only measured by memories. Right. And outs. And no points. Just runs. Yeah. Do you have a snake? Yeah, I got a little snake. I got Eve the snake here. I got a, I got a black furry snake right here. Oh, I got a little black furry snake too somewhere. Mary. It's in my pants. Oh, I got to let her out now. Hold on. Cutting edge radio here at the podcastle. Matt's going to let out his snake. And I don't mean his pet. Or I mean, I do mean his pet. Pitch to Bryant fouled out. So we got no men on. No outs. Dodgers lead 11 to 1 in Chicago. I've heard nothing but let's go Dodgers chants uh, since I turned the game on. Uh, right, they just learned how to speak English today, so that's what they taught them. Is that what Dyer Dyers is? It's like yeah. the Spanish the people saying, yeah, right. Okay. Watching the Dyers tonight. And Dyers, they can't say Dodgers. Yeah, Dyers. Too much. Oh! And a smack by Bryant into deep left. Caught. For Caught. Out number I had to let Mary the cat out. So we got the Cubs about to be have the end of their world championship reign for two more outs. Right. Unless a miracle by Jacob is performed at Shava's Ravine. And uh, a miracle has already happened tonight, basically. It's, it's incredible. En- Enrique Hernandez with three home runs, seven RBIs. One of those home runs was a, was a granny, Granny Smith slammy. Smith. So. Best apples. And here's Mike. Uh, Fiji. Anthony Rizzo at the plate. So what Anthony, is Anthony Rizzo? Things I do right before I. That was just a reminder. I have to keep writing reminders for myself because I have ADD. I just have to do things before I take the trash out tomorrow. That was one of them. So <coughs> thanks for reminding me. Now I put together this little thing. I wanted to see. We all have little idiosyncrasies and tasks we must do before we do things. And I don't mean a checklist like, I'm getting on the airplane, you have your ticket, you have your wallet, you have your license. I mean like weird kind of Like things. habits or routines. Yeah, exactly. I'll give you an example. So I'll play the guitar, uh, like fiddle around with it. And uh, yeah, I just did that too. I just did something on my face. Uh, Shady is like shedding still kind of. <laughs> and it's all just all over. Yeah, I just had a merit cat hair on there. Oh, yeah, the cat hair on the it, like, face and it's like, stuck in the beard. Yeah, like Velcro's to my, you know, scruff. And then you become one with the animal, and then you, your powers unite. You can fight out, uh, unite to take on the Klingons. Rizzo, deep shot to right. <laughs> and Puig catches it for out number two. Oh, man. <laughs> was dead. Yeah, so an example of this is, hair. like, I'll play the guitar, and since I was, like, 
you know, a teenager, I would never put the guitar down without playing the first few notes of Amazing Grace. Just like a, like, oh, I'll do something religious and I'll get better next time I play. How sweet the That's good. So, do you have anything like that? Uh, you know, example, things you have to do the routine. Um, before I leave the bathroom, this is all good practice in a public place, I always insulate every corner of my body with paper towels so I don't touch anything. You know, the door handle. I won't touch it with a bare finger. I'll, I'll get like a wad of towels and open it because I don't want anything crawling on there that I didn't come in with. But what about the stuff crawling on the towels? Well, that's fucked. <laughs> that's why I don't like bathrooms with the automatic things because there's like there's no oh, I you there's no way to insulate oh! myself from the door and a line drive to shortstop ball game over the Dodgers are your National League champions oh, and there it is I hear the the crowds being dispersed I do have a routine before yeah, what is it? Uh, it consists of making sure Mac pees one more time. Make sure her water bowl is put on the counter. Yeah. Then I make the coffee for the next day. Brush the shit out of my teeth. Amen. Then I fill up this bad boy oh my God. With, with delicious crispy hair. Cold water. They're gonna say crystal light. I was like, oh, with oh, crystal clear Pepsi. I stocked up when they released it back in the oh. summer, and I, I put no. I just put a, a full thing of this of water in the in the fridge, so it's freezing. Uh, for as soon as I wake up in the morning, it's the first thing I drink. Slam it. Oh yeah. Um, and then that's it. That then I then I go to bed. Oh. I set up my little, my boom, my JBL boom speaker. Yeah. Connect that to my phone. Go on YouTube. Pull up 11-hour ocean sound video. Oh, the best. Press play and have that going all throughout the home. And uh, slumber off in about three minutes. <laughs> slumber off down. That's yeah. the best. Too. Slumber I, off I down. Do, I do crackling fire. Oh. Like, ocean storm. Crackling Fire, it's like the mansion one. There's like there's like a nice, beautiful, kind of abandoned but still charming, quaint mansion oh. living room with like a crackling fire. Oh, you do the fireplace, not the campfire. Right. And it's not the fireplace you see during the holidays, like the gimmicky TV one. It's like an actual like setting where you there's hear like, like a room. crack. Yeah, there's like a little storm going off the back, but it's just very light. Everyone's it's chilly outside. Ocean storm is the best. Every once in a while in the cabin, you hear, like, footsteps in the background and, like, ice jingling in, like, a glass. Yeah, right. You hear, like, somebody getting murdered. I mean, you hear jingling in a glass. It's wild. Ocean storm? Yeah, it's basically a beach storm, but it's not not like a hurricane or anything. But there's, like, a little fire on the beach, but it's not roaring because it's starting to rain a little bit. Once in a while, you see a little lightning and a little thunder. You know, when it hasn't rained here in a couple days or... Uh, give me one second. A couple weeks, I usually do uh, either 
rainstorm, low thunder, search low thunder, high wind, and you'll get a good thunderstorm with light rain, but a little wind here and there. Because you know what, I'm, I get kind of sick and tired of waking up, and it's a thousand degrees, and the sun is screaming, and there's no clouds in the sky, believe it or not, you can, maybe like... Once or twice a year, though, you can get sick of it. So sometimes I put the ocean storm uh, or, like I was saying, low thunder, high, low thunder. high wind. You'll get a oh, I like that. Whispery... The right ratio of wind yeah. to thunder-esque. Yes, and I also will do blizzard. It's like, oh, oh, nice. I've never, I've, never, I've never dabbled. Sounds like, you know... When you're down your basement in Pennsylvania and there's a blizzard going on and there's nothing on in the basement. So the only sound you hear is like oh, yeah. those little windows, you know, at the top of the ceiling. And yeah. The, what, are, what are those anyway? They're, purposely they're for like, yeah, there's so much sunlight. Uh, but you can hear the snow on that. Oh, you just took me down a trip down memory, Dick. Dick Lane. I usually play Tennessee County Fair music for Jen, where it's like, so 125, and Jen's like, please turn it off. You're giving me a splitting headache. And I'm like, hold on, I want to hear what they're bidding on. And they're like, no, it's a loop. So 25, 25, in the back of my head, sold, 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 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, over and over. I have the same routine, though, as you as bed. I do I fill up all the animals, I, I feed the zoo, right. and then I uh, get the clothes ready, and then I do the coffee, and then I. Uh, Say the prayers and go to bed after get, I brush the teeth. Get the clothes ready. Yeah, I get all my clothes ready so I'm on autopilot the next day. I, I don't want to think about anything before Adderall. So I, I little, I'll stay up late doing dishes, clothes, whatever. So I literally have to wake up and just go through the motions of shoes, socks. I don't want to think. Right. I don't want to decide for sure. I don't want to iron. I get breakfast ready. I know what I'm going to eat. I have that ready. I have coffee on you know, timer so I that starts. By. I set 30 alarms. And then I wake up, I pop an Adderall, and I lay in bed waiting for it to kick in, jumpstart my heart, and then I can wake up and begin the day. And when you're laying in bed, do you, like, look at your phone, or, like, are you just staring at the ceiling, or do you go back to sleep for a little bit? No, I don't never go back to sleep, because that could be deadly. <laughs> but I do have three reserve alarms in case that happens. <laughs> See, this is, what, this is what you have to be like growing up with no attention. You know, you have to set backups for yourself because you know at any second, any millisecond, your attention could just be banked 90 degrees in the opposite direction of where you were supposed to go, but you have no control over it. It's like yeah, a it's attention Alzheimer's. It's like a spirit that just yanks you. I do it. Dude, how about this? I've been taking one thing from one room and, okay. need, and needing it in that room. But then realizing, oh, I need something else. Going somewhere else to get something from another room and putting that original thing down somewhere. Just putting it down in a random right. place. And then coming back to that, the room and being like, uh, where's the remote? Where is it? Oh, I left the remote. All the time. I left the remote on top of the refrigerator. <laughs> I know St. Anthony on a personal basis for the amount of his prayers that I've said in that case. I don't know what I'm doing. St. Anthony may be the best uh he has the best cons win percentage with me he's like jordan with me his oh, win yeah. percentage is way up there same here it always I, works and if it doesn't work it means that the thing is destroyed and i you don't find out it. like oh no it's destroyed it's, or you don't need it you know that's it 
great win percentage there. You know? Like before flying, I'll always say like a prayer to St. Joseph. A lot of religious undertones in this one, but that's like a thing I'll have to do. What's St. Joseph? Know? And I'll always get on the plane last. I don't know. When I was growing up, my, probably my dad my was like, oh, yeah, St. Joseph. You always say a prayer to St. Joseph or like a safe flight as since a kid. So I kind of just do that before I fly, before I get on as the last person on the plane. That's another thing. I have to be the last person on the plane. Oh, yeah. See, that's like superstitious. I used to have to. No, s- I just don't like standing. I used to. Well, yeah, that too. I used to have to say something in my head as the plane was, was taking off. I would do Doc. Oh. I would do Doc's voice counting up to 88 miles per hour on Back to the Future ride in Universal Studios, which is not well, that's awesome. 75, 88, 85, 88 miles, and I had to time it for when, for when we took off, from when we left the land. I would say, oh, nice. 88 miles per hour. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, that was then. I then I let that go. I was like, you know, it has no effect on anything. But you start doing it out loud. You're like, 88 miles per hour. People are like, no, we're going 240, sir. There's a marshal looking at you and glazing over you. Glazing. Ooh, the marshal. Yeah, just those things. The marshal. That's yeah, just those things, though. You know those little, like, idiosyncrasies you do yeah. before? I'm yeah. Trying to th- oh, now, back to the putting out the clothes and not having to think when you get up. Everything needs to oh, be yeah. right in the way. Um, right? It's important. Even though I work from home... I still do a very similar thing as far as what I'm wearing the next day because I work out at lunch. So I just wear what I'm going to wear to the gym to bed. So I wake oh, up. Oh, right. Already, I'm already in my clothes. Two steps ahead of the rest of the rat racers. That's just wake right. up and go. That's right. I wake up. Walking with the pomp and circumstance. Work for about an hour and 20 minutes, and then I go to the gym. I come back, work for another hour or two, and then I usually relocate. I move what do you my, work out I mean, on? Do you work out different muscles in different days or do you yeah. have like a routine? Good. Like tomorrow's legs and traps or something? Tomorrow's legs. And I hate them, but... Everybody hates legs, right? Justin told me, make legs your favorite day at the gym. And it's true because it should be. It's the biggest muscle. It is the biggest muscle. You got to keep them tendered. <laughs> you got to keep them nice and tender. Evaporated milk. Oh, no. <laughs> I want to go to a gym and just ask guys, like big, bulky guys working out, uncomfortable questions, but not overtly uncomfortable. Not like, hey, what are you doing? But like, hey, can I ask you a question, man? It's a leg. You know, I know you do. How do I make them nice and tender like yours? Like they're very tender. Like use adjectives that don't – like not like, hey, man, your calves are very defined. Like what do you – how many hours a week? But like how do you get them to be tender like that? Right. Like well, it's it's not like an insult, but it's not really like a compliment. It's like, right. hey, you know – your calves, man. How do I get them to be that cute? To be that cute, right? <laughs> you say it so you can pull out if they get offended and be like, "No, I'm asking. I'm, I'm new at this." I mean, you know, or if they or if they like it, you're like, "No, I just want to work out advice." I don't. Or you can or you can play the the sarcasm opposite game. Cute. I meant like obnoxious, like gigantic, like you're a freak, yeah, a ninja turtle. Yeah, like that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that was a hyperbole. You're, you're wild. Yeah, you know. you're a freak of nature. Base is juicy. Base is juicy. Um, before we go into sports with John, I wanted to bring up the movie I, Tanya, which kind of segues perfectly into sports Oh, yeah, with John. creepy. The movie starring Margot Robbie. It's like a comedy almost. Yeah. Or, or maybe yeah. it is. 
Did you see the trailer for it? Yeah, I, I saw it with no sound. Oh, well, listen to the sound. There's a voiceover of her being Tanya Harding, and it's, it's, it's pretty eerie. Really? Why? Yeah, it's like her talking. She sounds eerily like her, Ooh. and she's describing like, you know, I just want goals, and, you know, this is just what I want to do, and all of a sudden everyone's looking at me. And, it, and it's, it's pinned against like these beautiful scenes of her dancing like a butterfly in the ice, but then it's like a crazy woman, you know? I love the scene where she like – is smoking the cig backstage before she goes on. And yeah. Puts it down and then, like, steps on it with her, her blade, with her ice Yeah, right. Skate. Right. That's so, so intentional. It's great. Mm. I remember when that story came out, the Nancy, uh, Tiny Hardy, Nancy Kerrigan thing. Wow. It was on the news every day for, like, it was like an o- it was like a I mini was, OJ I, thing. I was just going to say, took the dick right out of my dick. It was like the miniature warm up to OJ, like, uh, oh, yeah. Um, like, a, like, um, like a pregame to OJ, like a scandal, sports like scandal, right? It was violence, game. violence, but no death. And, you know, it was intriguing because then they were in the Olympics right after. God, and then the next year, OJ. They just kept piling it on. Every yeah, that was wild when that happened. You, it was literally every day in the news. And as a kid, you know. And for those of you listening who uh, were born, I guess... 95. Uh, Nancy Kerrigan was one of the most, you know, world-renowned ice skaters. She was supposed to win the gold in the Olympics. And we also had another really good ice skater named Tanya Harding, who was, I don't know where she was from. I think they mentioned it in the movie. But she was great where she came from, but on the big stage, she was no Nancy Kerrigan. So... She hired a hitman to whack Nancy Kerrigan in the knee, and they and that happened. And Nancy Kerrigan it was like her ex-husband, right? Almost missed the the Olympics, and but she didn't, right? She won. She won the silver. Yeah, something happened. It was like when um, yeah, she definitely won a medal. I don't remember which silver. one, but it was similar to was it Monica Seles that got stabbed, the tennis player. Mm. It was like one of those things where. Mm. During, you know, a peak of their career, something like awful happens. Right. You know, well, that, really was weird. Like a, that was like a crazy that, fan. That was a crazy German guy or something. Yeah. This this Nancy Carey, this was like a, a planned mob hit. You know, like they, they busted her kneecaps. I, I think it'd be funny if they got the mob to do it, but they still talk like the mob. But, you know, it was just her knee. It's like, what are you going to do with it? I'm going to ice him. Forget about him. What, you mean like ice him? No, no, we're, we're going to hit her in the ice. It's like, you guys need work. You need money. I'm going to slam her knees into the ice. Well, why Little don't you just it. hit it with a, you hit it with like a, like a bully stick. Ooh. Right? Like it was like one of those nightstick whip things that like Daredevil has. Like you, it's small. Yeah, what was that thing? It's small and then you whip it and it gets, and it, and it elongates and it's made of like, Titanium or like whatever that stuff Wolverine's made out of. Anti- yeah, Antinium. Antinium. Did you see the but the, the Itani thing? You watched that? Yeah, saw the preview and I love Margot Robbie, obviously. I think she's Oh, she's she's one of my favorites. So I thought it was a drama at first, but by the looks of it, it looked like they were kind of being silly, especially with the, the cigarette move. You wanna hear you wanna hear a quick clip from the trailer? Yeah, slash me.
America. America. They want someone to love. They want someone to hate. And the haters always say, Tanya, tell the truth. such thing as truth i mean it's bullshit it's uh what the fuck slated to win a lot of oscars it's, it's gonna be one of those like movies that you, you hear about a lot in january and february and then you never hear about again well it's funny if the same person playing harley quinn is playing uh tanya harding they're basically, uh, they're very similar. Yeah, very similar. Hold on a second. I just heard Got Mac. Ginger going on. Twitter. <laughs> Snap us. Nerd out 35. I just heard Mac uh, stumble. Mac. It's out of kingmanproductions.com. There's some sweet gear on there. I believe we have the, a recent edition of Bald Bull and the Funny Team. Check it out. Enjoy. Slice up some ginger. Don't forget to download all the shows for free on iTunes and on Podbean, um, as well as YouTube. YouTube.com slash KingmanProds. Tonight we're talking about the Dodgers. Congratulations, Los Angeles Dodgers. You have won the pennant. You are the National League champions. You'll be facing off against, we can only hope, New York. And what could be the Battle of the Bronx Cathedral and the Battle of the Chavez Ravine. What's the Chavez Ravine? Chavez Ravine is the uh, part of L.A. that Dodger Stadium is built on. It's a, it's a ravine uh, there in the canyons. Chavez Ravine. Who's Chavez? Uh, Cesar Chavez. He was a kind of a famous farmer in Los Angeles that mm. gamed a variety, and uh, there's a lot of things named after him. Uh, pretty soon we'll find out that he raped women and poisoned them. And we're going to take down your statues and burn your crops. If he was white, of course, only. Well, of course. Well, I wrote this up before the game. We are one game apiece away. The Dodgers and Kershaw can close it out and advance the to the World Series for the first time in 29 years, and they did that. Congratulations. I'm really happy for those guys, too. It's really good for the city. Uh, I'm a Phillies fan, but, you know, I, I'd like to see the city I live in, their team go. It's always good for everybody. It's yeah. nice. And, uh, you know, congratulations to the Dodgers. To live and die in LA. And Chase Utley heads back to the World Series. It only seems right. And deservedly. Um, of course, they say he's a presence in the locker room. They say people do not like messing up when Chase is watching. People do not take a play off if Chase is watching. He's a bit of an elder statesman, if you will. <clears throat> he is. Um, he is, certainly. Then, then tomorrow, the improbable New York fucking Yankees. Yeah. Take a three-two lead, yeah. a three. Yeah. 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 A three-two lead on the Astros, continuing to shock the world. Dominating, they are shocking everybody. And am I? Igrando. In my write-up here, I wrote the shocker. The, the Yankees can go back to their. And I went to go Google uh, how many World Series they've been to, and of course ADD, and I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, do you know? Sorry for that. Of course. Do you know how I many? I came in World here Series? for eggs. 
The Yankees, 27. Of course, that's the first question. They've won 27. 38. 48. 48. Mike. My jumping jelly pads. This could be their 49th. Wow. AL. That's Actually, incredible. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, 49th. Um, Ginger Dick. And as mentioned, obviously, Dodgers, NL champions. Looks like the uh, MVP, uh, they're not really telling me, but the guy with the awesome beard who made the uh, who hit the walk-off home run. Oh, that's an epic beard, too. Dude, the hats... The world, the, the the hats that say like National League champs, or maybe it says World Series on the front. Yeah. On the back, it's like the fitted hat. It's just the logo. I love it. You need to get one. Oh no. You need to get an authentic one. No. Um. What kind of loser would we be if we wore National League champion hats, but it was like from the 2002 World Series, <laughs> you know? But it was the team that didn't win because you know how they make hats for both teams, yeah. like the Super Bowl. And they oh, just fill up, they go to landfill. If we wore that, like, but they didn't win. It's like I know, but I found it. I want to start that. You know, I want to wear the loser of <laughs> of the Super Bowl team that, and I wanted to say Super Bowl champs. You know, like obviously, like you just said, I want to get one of the ones that go to Africa. Right. Uh, yeah. And then when Make they go, that my thing. I don't, I don't, I don't. And then when they start a conversation with a bar, like they didn't win, be like, you know, your history very good. And then you just kind of like light up a pipe and then reminisce. I'll be like, you're the first person to call me out. What's your, what's your, this, this, this guy wants though? to buy me a drink. What? what on, on the hats that, that the winner though. I, I get the shirt. Like I see like 2005 or 2008 Phillies champion. I, I, I own some of those shirt, like t-shirts, Man. but I don't think I could ever commit to a hat. That's like world champion 2008. That's a very finite like day, like day in history to wear like a hat for like, the I, team's fine, but like the hat, it's like, Kind of waving a banner around a little bit too high. Right? right. It's like you just wear the team hat. Everyone knows who cares, who notices, knows they're the champs. It's like the sports version of wearing the Twin Towers with an eagle crying on it and be like, never forget. It's like, no, I, I don't. Right. But I, I don't know if I'd wear a shirt about it. Right. You know, the, you know what I'm talking about? Like the eagle, the eagle's like red, white, and blue, and it's crying. Yes. Every time there's a tragedy. There's like some asshole making a shirt in his bedroom of like an eagle crying. A star-spangled teardrop. Dude, they what? are they are drinking the champagne from the National League trophy. I love it. The championship trophy. That is tremendous. It's great. Now, let's moonwalk over to the NBA. Hell of a team. As we know, the season kicked off Tuesday, and we had two big, uh, somewhat big injuries. We did, certainly. And touch on the Suns, too. That loss, man. That <laughs> was a joke. Oh, I don't know about that. You'll have to cue oh. me in. Sorry, I didn't rub. That's why you did. No, no. Celtics' big off-season free agent signing Gordon Hayward in an ugly, but I can't look away, fashion slams into LeBron James in the paint, drops like a sack of dirt with his ankle facing west. Did you see this? I did. I saw the clips. saw the highlights on ESPN. Oh, his ankle just bent. I can't. It's like watching that soccer player that gets his like knee ripped off. I, I can't do it. Or Psycho Sid when he jumps off the uh, second rope and breaks his leg right in the ring oh. against Scott Steiner. Um, 
So he's gone for the season. He was the big free agent from Utah that signed with Boston. It sucks. And once Lynn Sanity, Jeremy, oh, yeah. Jeremy Lynn ruptures his knee, done for the season there in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. He's got some wild hair. What's going on with his hair? I keep hearing people talk about it. I haven't looked. I don't want to know. He's got like a weird... Like, didn't he have the bun, the samurai bun? Yeah, it almost looks like a black dude's hair. You know, like... Uh, Dreads? Kind of, but like a hybrid of that and like the bun thing going on. Uh, like dread twists, maybe. Like Rastaf- Rastafari? Slight Rastafari-esque. Rastafari-esque. Oh, yeah. uh, it's at a uh, Yaman. It's like, okay, man. Kingston. Oh, and in their opening loss, opening season loss to the Rockets, the Warriors' Draymond Green has a scare. Yes. Can't and believe. He, uh, that was an upset, but he had to leave the game late. Um, he'll be okay, however, doubtful for his game against the Pelicans. Sixers. Doubtful. Did you watch the Sixers? No, I didn't. I just watched the clips. Yes! <laughs> I had to work. Even though it was 4 o'clock when the game started, I watched every second of it on the Slingbox. Actually, it was on the ESPN app because it was on TV. <clears throat> it was on the ESPN. And while we only lost by five points to a really, really good team in the, in the East, uh, in the Wizards. Um, yes, right. Ben Simmons looked he he was the best player on the team in that game, and right. since we haven't seen him play, that was a great thing that he in his first game looked. Besides Covington, I mean, he looked really great, but he's a veteran, um, and he's getting better and better. Uh, ben Simmons looked awesome. Embiid looked great, but a little dumb, a little kind yeah, of, kind of sloppy, kind of. Needs to find his footing a little bit. Needs to take it a little more seriously. It almost looks like he feels like he's going to jump right back into it. And uh, That's a good analogy. But they they look great. I can't wait for the game tomorrow night. They play the Celtics in Philadelphia. The best. We got to get a win. That would be huge. Got to get a W. Got to get a W. Like my predecessor three terms ago. football it looks like <gasps> the Chiefs aiming to extend their win streak let's uh, do a pump reverse here and get over to Ooh, a pump reverse sounds like a Friday go over to my Amazon app here Ooh, regular, Chiefs regular primer Chiefs lead the Raiders 30 to 24 but the Raiders have the ball with 24 23 seconds left in the game and they are driving so I want to oh no I want to jump over this quickly quickly Quickly. Um, gosh, I love how you you click on it. Click on it, and then they. That's touchdown Raiders! Touchdown Raiders! And the game is tied. The game is tied with sixteen on the clock. Thank God. You know the CBS football theme I was just playing in the NFL, you know, like the Fox News yeah. or the Fox Sports themes. I want those to play when I'm out with friends and I recover from like a bad joke 
or like I threw up in the bathroom, but I come back out, nobody knows, and I start drinking again. So it's like, you know, they show Clark returns back to the bar and everything's fine, or so they think. And as I'm laughing there, little do they know, I was just like crying in the stall to go for alcohol poisoning. <laughs> like I'm fine and I'm back, just puked and my guts out. I'm more responsible at this age. Yeah. Speaking of the NFL, hmm. this is amazing. The Raiders just tied Crunchy. this thing up, and they can take the lead here with a field goal. Um, the Rams, Todd Gurley, <clears throat> upset with all the different continent games, referring to the games this year, played in London and Mexico City, saying... Hmm. They need to stop this, all this stuff, this London, this Mexico City stuff. It needs to stop. Why? He doesn't want to travel? The Rams are playing in London for the second straight year, serving as the home team for Sunday's Week 7 game against the Arizona Cardinals at Twickenham Stadium. That, oh, Twickenham. that trip forced the Rams to spend nearly six full days in Jacksonville, Florida, before flying to London on Thursday afternoon. Oh, okay, so they are gone for like... They're, they're, like, out of town for, like, over a week. That's what it is. He doesn't yeah, want to take that long flight in the middle of a season, which I get. Yeah, I mean. I yeah. get that. And but like, they're testing the markets. Right, exactly. They're going to do it in Europe. Like, I mean, London's Europe. But they're going to do it in, like, continental Europe, I'm yeah. sure, in, like, France or that'll come soon. They want to expand, you know. Next thing you know is London will be getting a, uh, an expansion team. I'll be stunned if they're not in Germany, you know, who lets everybody in. Right. It, Just come on in. Have yeah, come on. Have I half the league team. over here. Whatever. Take our soccer fields. It doesn't matter. Uh, it, then he was, he was later quoted saying, it's, it's cool playing over there. Don't get me wrong, girly said of London. Just more of the long week messes up a bunch of people's schedules. I'm pretty sure, ah. pretty sure y'all, the media, want to be in y'all bed right now, too. That, but nah, it's all good. It'll be love. The fans over there are great. Like, nice recovery there, girly. Yeah, nice nice job, long hair. <laughs> and the Eagles play Monday night, obviously, against the Redskins. No threat there. Which is nice, because Heather's birthday is Sunday. So Aww. I uh, obviously wouldn't be able to get sneak away and watch the Eagles. Felice Shalom Lilness, Miss Haya Ashley. Does that mean happy birthday in Yiddish? I don't know. I think it it's does. a hybrid. I think it does. It does. Delegate. Touchdown Raiders. Oh, oh no. They're going to call it offensive. So they didn't it wasn't a, it wasn't a touchdown. They said he was down at like the 1. So it was first and goal with 10 seconds. Carr just threw a, a little floater into the end zone to Crabtree. But they're saying Crabtree pushed off offense. Yes, it's a flag. Three seconds on the clock. Repeat first down. What's the um, what? Which oh, quarter is it? Yeah, this is the last three seconds of the game. Oh my gosh! Party like it's 19, 1988. Stupid Crabtree pushed off, caught it, thought he had the touchdown, threw the ball like a thousand feet in the air. Oh gosh! All right, let's do the play-by-play here. We're gonna parachute in. Yeah. This game here. We're gonna we're gonna nighthawk our way down. Oh, wait a minute. Timeout, Kansas City, of course. And we can moonwalk. Do, 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 
NHL. <laughs> NHL expansion team Vegas Golden Knights update. They are currently five and one. Yeah, I saw that. They're doing well. They're doing Vegas. well. Wait, go Vegas, black and gold, black and gold, and the Flyers. What happens if Vegas stays in Vegas, though? We're not going to hear about it. It'd be amazing if they. Uh, <laughs> they didn't uh, exist anymore. Right. They they they, they won like the, the Stanley Cup, but the, the news didn't break it because it stayed in Vegas. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody so deserve recognition. It happened in Vegas. We're actually ten and two. Um. The Flyers, four and two, and apparently scoring in bunches. I think they won or they lost their first two and then won four in a row. So here we go. Here's the play. Carr with the ball. He's got it. He throws up in the air. Incomplete. But it's another flag on the play. There's no time on the clock. So they're going to get the run. Looks like defensive pass interference. Shady will murder you. Defensive interference. Oh, holding. 38 on Parker. Holding. Number 38. Defense, Parker. He's screaming and hollering. Five hollering. yard, P third down. And it, yeah, I, yeah, oh wow. Yep, they were both they were both tussling. I don't think they were uh, tussling. I think the ref needs to let them play sometimes, but I hope the Raiders win. Come on. I agree. You need to let the boys play. Come on, here we go. And another timeout. Andy Reid. Excellent. And that, oh my gosh, no, really, already? I blew it. Doesn't happen this quickly, often. I swear, I just—it was cold, and you look so good. Let's do it John, again. John, 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 oh my gosh, John, 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 John. John. Shady, 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 shady. Hey, John. Speaking of sports with John, now that he ended it, I need to bring this up because I forgot. Uh, but I do want to bring this up. The San, the Los Angeles Chargers blue uniform, the powder blue. Mm-hmm. Houston Oilers esque. Am I right? Ooh, yes, but it's yellow, not red. The red was right. so much better. It was right, like but the, the distance, the, the blue, though. Cool, yeah. right? Oh, cool yeah. Color. Oh, they're, that's like my favorite color on uniforms. Carolina, uh, you know, North Carolina, Tar Heels, love them, love them. It's great. Uh, John, Tar Heels, great. Who else uses that as a primary the, color? The Phillies, the Phillies use a similar one in their away uniform back wow. in the day. Oh. No good game and another flag. Holy shit! I'm sorry. I know. I flags left and right. I wish they would bring that blue back, but just subtly, instead of where they have the royal blue, use the, the sky blue. Flag. The sky on, blue. Flag on Kansas City again. Wild. Repeat, repeat first down. Who do we got? Oh, Eagles are playing Christmas Day. At, uh, in Philadelphia. Are you going to be up in Pennsylvania? At, if I go back, I'm thinking about going. And on Thanksgiving, uh, Heather will be like two weeks away from... Oh, yeah, you can't travel anywhere. Well, you can. You can just leave her at home. She ain't a watcher. She's responsible. She's a house cat. Yeah, the dog. Thanks- Thanksgiving, too? Dog will be here. Um, we're actually having Thanksgiving here in our home. Oh, that's right. That's right. Your first South Thanksgiving Florida. at home, right? Hopefully one person shows up. And here we go. Car with the ball. He throws. Caught! Touchdown, Crabtree. He held on to it this time, and he didn't push off. Raiders tie it up, and they're going for one for the lead. This is amazing. Amazing. Slicing it and dicing it. The Chiefs are a kick away from losing two in a row after they started off. Sorry. You want to put tonight in the, uh, the W column, Jonathan? Slice it. Tonight's show brought to you by Livewood Media. Snap us at nerd.35. Tweet us.
the underscore podcast. From the gentleman in charge of Gillies to the gentleman in charge of Matthew Clark saying thank you so much for tuning in, everybody, and have a great evening. Fly that L, Chicago. Godspeed. Because the Dodgers are World Series bound. on myself Take out those tomorrow Put them back up on the shelf Kiss my little baby girl is in me Am I coming out of left field? Ooh, I'm a rebel just for kicks I've been feeling it since 1966 now. Might be over now But I feel it still Ooh, I'm a rebel just for kicks Let me kick it like it's nothing